Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my turkey and/or ham and probably pie-filled co-host, Mozzie. Hmm. Just take me back. <laughs> how was uh, your uh, Thanksgiving? How was how was your plate? How was the spread? It's a good plate. It's a good spread. Had a good spread on it. Uh, <laughs> you know. You know. Okay. So everyone is doing the if you could take one thing out of a Thanksgiving meal. And be okay with it. If you had to take one thing out of like the general slate, there's an easy answer for me. What is it for you? Uh, stuffing slash okay. dressing or whatever they call it. Southern people call it dressing. I think that's a thing. But right, I, I never stuffing. got that. But yeah, stuffing. I was never a big stuffing person until I had a really good stuffing. That's fair. And now I'm like, okay, that's good. Uh, for me, the answer is turkey. Yeah, that's that's number two actually. And a lot of people say also like, oh, if you don't like turkey, you've not had it done well. But along the lines of stuffing, if something takes, like, extreme expertise to be good, that's right. not a good food. Right. <laughs> like, that's the thing. If your so. turkey is overcooked at all, it's bland and boring. Uh-huh. I will say, so white meat turkey, like, like, like light meat turkey, that's, you know, I guess the most common one, is definitely inferior to dark meat turkey. Like, dark meat turkey... Like dark meat poultry in general is a lot tastier than light meat poultry. Yeah, it has so much more flavor. Yeah. It's more tender. Yeah. Yeah. Why do people do that? Is light meat just like less fatty? I, I'm assuming. Right. I don't know. Not worth. It's healthier for you, but yeah, it doesn't. You're only eating this once a year, so you might exactly. as well eat the better part. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like when I when I get fried chicken, I always just get like the mixed whatever piece because I always end up with like some light meat, some dark meat, and. You know, when you're getting fried chicken, if it's fried, I don't think the uh, health content of the chicken inside of the fried is a big deal. Exactly. I also have somewhat of a hot take, but all right, I'm not saying mashed potatoes are bad, but of all the forms of potato that you can enjoy during a meal, mashed potato is easily my least favorite. Oh, I, I like my favorite's fried potatoes, not like French fries, but like circular, like circular thin cut fried potatoes. Those are the best. Ooh, yeah, those are opinion. good. And then. Sweet potato casserole is definitely like superior to just normal mashed potatoes, I think. Although I'm a little biased. I like sweet stuff, but. Sweet potatoes also way healthier and better for you. Yeah. And then I guess so before we get into football, pies, (laughs) you a pecan pie or a pumpkin pie guy? I have never had pecan pie. Oh, what? I know. That's like what I always make for Thanksgiving is pecan pie. (laughs) We didn't do a whole lot of pies growing up. Huh. It was usually some kind of filled fruit pie. Ah. Um, took me a long time to discover pumpkin. Did not have pumpkin for probably the first 20 years of my life <laughs> in any format. Now I like pumpkin a lot. I am a big fan of pumpkin pie. I One day I will break into the pecan pie as well. <laughs> yeah, pecan pie, like I... Uh... So there's a lot of varying recipes on it. I like to make it with like half normal sugar, half brown sugar, just because that way it's not too overly sweet or anything. Because if you do, if you do just all normal white sugar, 
it gets more like candy sweet. But if you do the brown sugar, it's not like molasses, but like it gets more like baked goodsy sweet. Like yeah, it has more than, of a baking yeah. spice, like multi dark sweet to it. Yeah, for it sure. That. <laughs> but so football, we had football. Yeah, Thanksgiving football. Um, it, it interesting slew of games. The first one was close but bad. The second one was close and a little better but still bad. Some in some ways. <laughs> More exciting, At least there was scoring. Yeah, and yeah, it was close and back and forth. I'll and give it the that. third game was a railroading, which I think we expected. We kind of I see in here you have Buffalo by a lot. So yeah, I mean New Orleans. You take away Jameis, you put you know Simeon in. Um, it's still not ideal, but it's not impossible for it to be a good game. But you take Camara out too, and I'm like, mm-hmm. apparently yeah. uh, Taysom Hill is like hurt or something. He was like emergency use only. Uh, so oh, wow. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that, <laughs> but I guess yeah, probably why he's not starting. Apparently he's got like some other issue besides the concussion. I was going to say the, and the bills, unfortunately, though they won and big did lose Tredavious white for the year. Yeah. It's a like. big, big ouchie. So that's real bad. But anyway, on to our, uh, 1 PM games. We, uh, we, we, we might talk about these Thanksgiving games more if we do a, if we do a review this past week, but, um, Say so no, no week eleven review. Um, did we? I think we put our picks in. Mix, mix bag on the picks. Uh, overall, we're both. Uh, See, so you're eighty one forty. I'm eighty two thirty nine. I, I think I, pa- I passed you in week eleven by a smidgen with a couple of the our differences. So there we go. Well, I'm but, coming back. Yeah. Either way, we're getting you know two thirds right. So yeah, pretty much. We're right around the seventy percent mark on our picks. So I'm still here. But. So we start off our Sunday slate of games. It feels like today's Saturday. I keep I keep interrupting myself, but it feels like today's Saturday when we're recording Friday. But we've got Pittsburgh <laughs> and Cincinnati leading off, and we both have Cincinnati. They won in Pittsburgh the first time. I expect them to win again in Cincy the second time. Uh, it's weird with Cincy because their offense looks more complete, I think, but their defense looks worse. Yeah. I mean, they so they are, you know, prone to the errant turnover and whatnot, but at least the offense is starting to really click. I thought that what they did last week was really good, and they had a plan, and they stuck to it. Yeah. Uh, defense, it's really... It's weird because I didn't go into the season expecting their defense to be that good, and yeah. then they were doing really well, but I couldn't really figure out why. And now it's starting to decline a little bit, and it's more of what I expected it to yeah, be. Yeah, it's more so like <laughs> to normal, and then it's, it started over their heads, and now it's back to normal. Right, but I still don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that their defense is largely based on the playing of certain key players, and when those yeah. players are taken out of the game or aren't allowed to make the impact that they do... Uh, things get out of hand for them like dj reader if he doesn't get any interior pressure that's a huge problem that's the thing their their interior line's pretty solid right with reader and bj hill's really good sure so but they got some good ends but their their interior is really really strong and then bates hasn't been as solid the last pretty much like Base not playing as well has coincided a lot with their defense not being as good. Yeah, I mean, he is really damn good. So if teams are scheming him out, finding ways to take him out of just a few plays here and there, it really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, the, the real problem is if you, if you can just if you can attack their secondary, oh. it's it's you know Dunzo <laughs> because it's after Dunzo. after Awuzie, uh they suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, all that to say, I, I do like Deontay here. Speaking of their secondary sucking, uh, Deontay has pretty much owned the Bengals, like even including like his first year. Like he he's just been so good against the Bengals for his whole career, mm. and he's been so good this year. He, I, I mean, we could. Want, I don't know if you have to go through the target numbers. Everyone knows he's a target hog, so <laughs> I'm ex, I'm expecting him to ball out. And Ben should be back, so he will get a more reliable, you know, target cover, uh, good opportunity spread. Yeah. For when I was going through this, my for some reason, like my gut said Claypool too, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't expect them both to pop off. Like, I don't think this is. I don't think we get a shootout. No, I don't know. I don't think it's like a slug fest. But both these teams want to be slow (laughs) exactly they both don't have super high pacing yeah like we like i i can check if the Bengals have sped up like at all but at least to start the year they were super slow and i don't think it's gotten a whole lot better it might have picked up a bit but i still don't think it's even average i think it's still below average yeah and then we know the steelers they just want to you know (laughs) robert's nausea over and over yeah (laughs) I want to see the over-under. It's probably about what we're saying in that there will be some points, but it's not going to, you know, yeah. blow up. Right now, it's at 45. Hmm. So, I mean, I think that might be a little low, yeah. but barely. Yeah, so right now, Cincinnati's 31st in the pace of play on the year. I don't have, <laughs> like, a, I don't have it broken down. Um, that's total, though. Let me, let me break it down to neutral. So in neutral, they're, okay, they're still 31st neutral pace. Um, Pittsburgh is they're actually 12th in neutral pace. Um, but they, so, <laughs> okay, hold on. This is so funny. Um, their, their pace of play in the first half is last. And in the second half, it's first. <laughs> That's because they're always losing. Yeah. They're like, and they start they're doing like quick dunks around, and then they're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> okay. That's kind of funny. Like looking at, I want to see like if these bad teams, like, you know, was like Jacksonville out of curious if they're, uh, they, they play pretty high all the time just because they kind of have to. <laughs> Well, they're yeah, losing that, that's, from the start. That's <laughs> really know. funny. And Arizona's like reverse. They're fifth in the first half and 31st in the second half. Oof. Same with Tampa. They're first in the first half, 25th in the second half. So, But that's hilarious that the Steelers go flipped like that. Um, so, yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, anyone else on the Steelers side you're interested in? Steelers side, I mean, you've got Najee, you're playing him. Yeah, for sure. I don't think Ben is necessarily a bad play if you're in stream hell right now. I don't yeah. love it, but I don't think it's that bad. Because if I like Deontay, I like Harris, and I think Claypool might do things, then there's a good chance he's doing some stuff. Uh, Fryermuth's interesting, too, because I think Ebron is done. Yeah, Ebron's, I think, done, yeah. Ever since like Juju and Ebron have been out, Fryermuth's been getting a lot of work. Oh, yeah. This is the thing. Like they are, they're having to pass a lot in second halves because they dig around too much to start. Yep. <laughs> so expect some second half Steelers passing. Mm-hmm. But on the Bengal side, I'm I'm feeling Mix again this week. I, I think Mixon continues his hot streak. Uh, he balled out last week against uh, who was that? The Raiders. Yes. The Raiders last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's been on a hot streak. Um, so that game against Baltimore in week seven. Uh, he didn't do well, even though the Bengals, you know, you know, wrecked them. Um, but since week six, so week six, eight, nine, and eleven, um, he's been over twenty-five uh, DraftKings points per game. He's been killing it. So he had like 
against the Raiders, 120, two TDs. Cleveland, he had like 60-something yards and two touchdowns with like five catches. Um, he had five catches again against the Jets with a touchdown. And mm-hmm. then uh, against Detroit, you know, 100 yards on the ground, 60 in the air, receiving touchdown. Like he's just doing a lot. Yeah, there is one league where I have Mixon and Najee. I just went AFC oh, North. I have Mixon, <laughs> Najee, and Lamar, actually. So that's just my team is the AFC North. It's going yeah. pretty well. Uh, Mixon's yeah. been playing really great. Yeah, he's been balling out, and they they want to play slow. This is a game where they can play slow, and we've talked about it. The Steelers have been really bad against the run lately. Um, ever since they let Alex Collins get 100 yards, it's just been, it's just been rolled up <laughs> for him. That's what curses your team. They're still missing their two guys, uh, Tuit and Aluwalu. I don't know when they're coming back, if they are, but they are still out. They do get T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick back, though, and yeah. that's making me a little nervous. This should help. Now, I think, I don't know, like, if, for big play-wise, yeah, Minka helps a lot, but I'm not sure, like, how much T.J. Watt's presence matters for the run game, because, like, it was, I assume he was in for that Seattle game, right? I have to check, but I don't. I don't think him coming back is gonna all of a sudden just like fix everything on their run D. No, but it worries me about Burrow. That, that that's true. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Well, honestly, like I guess if we want to talk about, I think last time these teams played, Tyler Boyd had probably his best game of the year or one of his best games because struggle target. <laughs> exactly. Joe Hayden is definitely. I'm assuming he'll kind of be on Chase, um, but. He's already, I mean, I think he'll be back. He is questionable. Yeah, I think he's expected to play, as far as I can tell. Minka kind of covers that free safety middle of the field thing, but it's still, I think it's still Boyd's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, so, like, what? I look, I'm looking through, like, run defense stats. Like, he's he's solid at run defense because he's just really good. Right. But, I mean, he's, yeah, the, pa- the pass rush aspect is, obviously, like, <laughs> it's kind of self-explanatory. He's obviously really, really good. Um Devin Bush has been struggling a lot in the run this year. It's kind of in their main issue. So, mm. and Terrell Evans has, just kind of, has been kind of rough. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not expecting the run defense to just automatically improve all of a sudden. No, I think it improves a little bit. I think Watt does help with that a little. Mm-hmm. But I still think Mixon should be able to run and get going. Yeah, my biggest concern for Mixon and just the Bengals in general. You know, they're getting sacked, and the Steelers are just putting a ton of pressure on Burrow. Then things don't really get moving, and it makes it tough just for there to be a lot of offensive success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, God, I really hope since he pulls this one out. <laughs> I think they will. I'm getting nervous on it. It is a divisional game. It's it's one of those, the Steelers yeah. and the Bengals. Classic. So I'm looking. So what has been in... I honestly think Melvin Ingram has, like, so he, I think he only played a smidge in that Seahawks game, and he's been gone. Um, TJ Watts pretty much played most of the season. Um, like, it, it's kind of coincided with Melvin Ingram leaving, which is interesting. But, but it's, just, it's been bad, and I don't think TJ Watts' presence is going to change it a whole lot. So next up, we've got Tampa at Indy. Uh, we both got Tampa because I believe Vita Vey is expected to play at the moment. Yeah, I think he is expected to play. If he's out, though, I might be switching to Indy. It's, I mean, it's important because I think Quentin Nelson might not play. Um, he re-aggravated some kind of ankle injury he had after he got rolled up on. Oh. Uh, which is consequently why I, I, ugh, it just drives me crazy when teams are playing for field goals and just running the ball for... 
If you're not, if you're just gonna run the ball for a yard three times, just kick the damn field goal already, <laughs> because you're literally putting your lineman at risk. And I don't think that's how he got hurt, but Jesus, it happens so easily. Yeah. Gotta, so ugh. I was gonna say, as on Friday, which is the day of recording, Quentin Nelson did get a full practice in. Those things are questionable, but I think a full practice for a lineman is pretty. You know, yeah, that's good. pretty good. That is pretty good. And then uh, the I believe the uh, Bucks are going to be missing Ali Marpet. Mm. So not ideal. Yeah, definitely not. And then uh, Vita Vea and Devin White were limited Friday, and they're questionable right now. I think Vea will return, mm-hmm. um, but it is definitely something to keep an eye on. This Colts team starting to figure out some things. And by that, they've I mean they hot. figured out Jonathan Taylor's really good. Yeah, they've been they've been going <laughs> a lot of two tight end. Like last week, they did they ran so much two tight end, and put on like a running clinic pretty much. And that's kind of been that's like Frank Reich's kind of like thing mm-hmm. is you know run concepts. Like I know it's you know Shan- Shandy's claim to fame, but Reich kind of does it better sometimes. <laughs> and his is more like blocking concepts than like you know the McVeigh Shanny like pretty distraction this this that concepts kind of thing oh yeah that's why we wanted Ertz to go there mm-hmm. like having those two extra blockers around the edge and just a demolishing like you know wedge running attack with a great running back it's really tough to stop yeah and yeah the Colts line's dominant too it is um now with that being said I expect the Bucks still to win this because I still don't love the Colts secondary uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the part. That's the tough part. The mean man's going to carve him up. Right. But on the off chance, like, I still think this is a pretty close game. I think. It oh, yeah, no, I said it'd be good. I think this is the highest over under on the week. I'm pretty sure it's sitting at 52 and a half right now. So that's definitely Ooh. the highest by like three points at least. Yeah. Like if this is a 30 to 30 kind of game, I will not be surprised yeah. at all. Right now, this is the only game over 50. Uh, Minnesota San Francisco is just under 50, but this is like by a good chunk the highest total game. And I think looking through the like looking through the week, like without looking even at the odds, I was pretty sure this was gonna be the highest total game of the week. Right, given how these two teams have been running, uh, it looks like Evans is gonna go. I don't know what you know amount, but he I think got in a full practice uh, today. There we go. Which is obviously good for the Bucks. Uh, I'm I'm more into Godwin this week, regardless. Like obviously, oh, yeah. if obviously if if we get no uh, no Mevins, that'd be you know, just more targets for Godwin. But the matchup in the in the slot there, I believe he gets Kenny Moore is his name if I if I'm recalling correctly, is a super favorable matchup. He's, Kenny Moore's been fairly rough at a lot of times uh, this year. <laughs> so I mean, not I, to say that not that the secondary at all has been very good, but. Godwin should eat. Yeah, I like Godwin. I also really like Gronk. Yeah, um, same. That Colts middle of the field stuff is definitely an issue. Yeah, like if I if I'm running like a Tampa stack, the Brady Godwin Gronk, Gronk the Gronkwin. <laughs> Gronkwin. Tom, Tom Gronkwin. Tom Gronkwin. As, that, as that's the stack it. right there. Yeah. The tough part is, you know, do you, do you go Pittman or? JT to bring it back, but then you know that's that's. I think you could go both. I think you could do all five. Just a, just a big, a big old game stack. That's yeah. the thing with Jonathan Taylor is like, 
last week, tough matchup. Although they were missing Edmonds with the Bills, were that, which kind of made the matchup a lot easier. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if we find out like that the Bucks aren't going to have Vita Vea, that'll make Jonathan Taylor a lot more enticing. Right. If he is in, then I might just keep it with the Pittman, because I do like Pittman again. He's had a few weeks where, you know, it's been a tough matchup. We yeah. haven't actually liked him for the game, even though we like him. I think he's had lots of tough back. matchups. Yeah, he has. He's actually surprised me. I've sat him a few times when I shouldn't. Um, even even though I'm like one of the biggest Pittman stands here. Yeah, <laughs> he is yeah, he, currently wide receiver 14. Him. By the way, nice. He's well well inside the uh, top 24 that we were that we predicted uh, before yeah. the season. So yeah, but uh, next up we have Carolina at Miami. Just a you know total. Total banger of a game. No, uh, 42 <laughs> over under right now. Oh, we. Carolina favored by two. We do have Carolina. Um, I, I do expect this to be kind of a sort of gross game. But on the Carolina side, it's pretty, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's Caffrey, it's Cam. Yep. And, you know, if you've got DJ Moore, it's hard to sit him. But, like, I, I think it's just going to be the Cam and McCaffrey clinic. Yep. CMC should feast Miami. In all facets, Miami is bad at the run game. Defense, offense, this, all of it. <laughs> this could eat, like this could be a hundred and hundred game for CMC. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> does, he, does he have any of those? I think he has one of those games. I assume in his in his arsenal at some point. Uh, in the course of his career, yes. This year, yeah. I don't know about this year. No, he's also. I, I don't have my air yards thing up uh, done done for this week yet, but. I, I am fairly certain McCaffrey's been very touchdown unlucky. Obviously, having Cam does not help, but <laughs> he's got one rushing touchdown and one receiving touchdown, and huh. he has a lot, a lot of yards. He's got yeah 400 rushing yards and one touchdown, and then 343 receiving yards and one touchdown. So he's just yeah, getting he's terrible touchdown luck. I mean, if he houses one rushing and passing this game, I won't be surprised. Yeah. This, like, this has CMC written all over it. Yeah, week one against the Jets, he got 98 rushing and 89 receiving. Like, <laughs> but didn't t- get a touchdown, right? Exactly. Right. And then like against Arizona, he got 95 rushing, 66 receiving. Like, but like week one, he got close. And I think if we want to say, you know, level of competition wise, obviously, I, I think Miami's better than the Jets, but it's not like their defense is going to put up much more of a fight than the Jets' defense. I think <laughs> for a CFC. So right. yeah, him of course. Now I guess, I guess Miami side is where we need to spend more time as far as. What what our lean is there? It's tough because they kind of match up a little bit better. We Tua needs to have a good game here um, for the Dolphins to win, it's and I think he's going to be kind of the focus point. You don't run very well on Carolina. Their their O line is terrible and bad at run blocking, and they their best running back is Miles Gaskin. So I, this should be a pretty Tua centric <laughs> game which means I'm kind of into the Miami passing game. Mm-hmm. Carolina's secondary hasn't quite come together yet. I know they have Stefan Gilmore, but he's still working his way in off of injury. Um, he's not even technically the starter yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, give me some of the Miami passing game, I guess. I I think Tua's probably has a decent game, and he's going to throw a lot by nature, kind of like Gasicki. Always, always do, but... He should play pretty well. We had an interesting conversation last week because Kasiki is very good, but for some reason, a lot of touchdowns and whatnot will end up going to guys like Matt yeah, Collins. Yeah. Right. And I'm wondering if it's literally because Tua's lefty. Yeah. <laughs> and it could he rolls be. out. 
a, a, right, a different direction. I forgot he to rolls out to that. his left. <laughs> Gasicki's probably usually on the right. For him to hit Gasicki, he has to throw across the field across his body, which is an ill-advised pass already. So it makes sense that he doesn't get as many targets as he should. <laughs> yeah, and it's I'm very frustrating. Line him up more. I, I I have no clue where I would find what side of the line he lines up on percentage of the time wise, but eventually we'll try to dig into that and figure it out. <laughs> right, that's sort of one of those uh, to be determined. We're gonna do a little research here. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch a few games, see where he's lining up. Because he's good. He's very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we haven't had a like okay, we, we've had some good Jalen Waddle games, but mm-hmm. I don't know if we've had that like again okay, you know, like the Elijah Moore bluff games. I think everyone's kind of waiting for Jalen Waddle to have one. Right. I don't think. I mean, last week was close. He did get like you know a rushing touchdown, and a lot of catches, but. And he did have two touchdown games against Jacksonville, so that might that might have been the blow-up game, I guess. How, how, how are you thinking he does here? Because he plays... pretty much. It's pretty much he and Gasecki play most of the slot time. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of how it works out. Like, I like Waddle. I have a feeling we'll see more Albert Wilson this week. Yeah, because um, I think... I, I assume still no Will Fuller, which whatever. I don't... He... He hurt his like finger. I think he fractured his finger or thumb, and that's been going on for a really long time with his recovery. Like I just have no fucking clue when he's going back. Right. So it, it stinks because that takes the whole top off the defense. But Albert Wilson's yeah. really fast. Albert Wilson's good. He just one of those guys you don't see a whole lot. I kind of uh-huh. think we might see a little bit of him. Um, they kind of need to do what. It sounds weird, but what the Raiders did finally again this past week, and then. You know, a couple of weeks ago when they still had rugs on the team was where they just literally just use these guys to open everything up. And, like, you'll take the deep shots on occasion, like, and it gets you the PIs. But keeping the defense honest, I think that would help a ton. Just in general, if they did a lot more of sending Albert Wilson deep, even sending Preston Williams, who I guess we could probably comp to the Brian Edwards here. Right. But it, like, if Albert... I, I, honestly, they probably kind of missed Jakeem Grant, which is a weird thing to say. But... I feel like if they had Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson to, to go deep, even though it's Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson, it's, I mean, the Raiders were using Zay Jones and 34-year-old Deshaun Jackson. So it's not like it's, you don't need, you know, the most elite, you don't need Tyreek Hill doing this every time. You just need someone. So, Right, like that was what uh, Ted Ginn was so good at. Yeah. Whenever, whatever team he was on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm curious if they're going to use Waddle to do that more, even though, they use them a lot in the slot and short routes. Like, they should use them more to do some of the deep stuff, too. Right. They did add someone. I'm sure you saw this. I didn't know that yes. they got Philip Lindsay. Uh-huh. I don't I don't think he'll end up being active this week because they just got him in. Uh, this had to be Wednesday. very recent, right? Yeah, Wednesday. So okay. he could play this week, but I don't think he will. That's a but, connection yeah. that I'm really interested in. I think Philip Lindsay is a good running back. Yeah, he could be really interesting because he's he is way different than Gaskin. They're totally different running backs. Right. So I feel like he could actually get he could end up getting a lot of work once he gets more integrated in the team. Like the uh, Danny Woodhead of old, <laughs> <laughs> like well, I, stronger. Yeah. Well, Philip Lindsay really isn't a good pass catcher. Is the thing. It's like he and Gaskin are so different. Like Lindsay can like get some tough yards even though he's smaller and like he has pretty solid vision, but he doesn't catch the ball well. And then you have Gaskin who like you're not gonna run out the middle, but if you need a pass catcher, he's your guy. So. Hmm, trying to think. Who would I comp him to? Philip Lindsay? It's a tough one. But anyway, I, I don't think we'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah. We we don't wanna we don't want to sit here pondering Philip Lindsay comps for several minutes. <laughs> but yeah, so we both have Carolina here. 
Uh, next up, we've got Tennessee at New England, and Ugh. unfortunately, we have to take New England here because yeah. of all the injuries to Tennessee. AJ Brown got ruled out. Uh, obviously, no Julio still. And, you know, obviously, there's been no Derrick Henry, so yeah. they're left with like uh, Nick Westbrook, Akeen, and Chester Rogers, and then it's it's kind of funny that. Uh, Right before everyone got hurt, uh, they let Josh Reynolds go because he wanted to go somewhere he could play more. And we saw him you know, get a nice touchdown with the Lions. But I'm like, man, I bet the Titans wish they still had him right now. Uh, probably. <laughs> so they're going to have Dez Fitzpatrick, who was cut. He was a rookie that was cut and then re-added. That's how bad Yeah, they pretty much had him like back and forth on their practice squad. Yikes. And then, what, you got Dante Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard. You know, it's Dontrell Hilliard. He's definitely someone worth streaming because McNichols is out. So... Mm. PBR wise, like Hilliard should get a lot of looks because they have no receivers. They're down to like Slame and Ferkser at tight end. I don't even know if Slame's gonna be healthy this game. So yeah, it's Chester Rogers, Westbrook Akeen, like Despite. They've got just they just got no one. So it, it's so bad. I feel horrible for them. Yeah, like Hilliard couldn't end up with like ten receptions for forty yards, which is, you know, kinda dookie, but if you're in full PPR, that dookie gets you points. So Hey, that's what it's all about, baby. Yeah, it's lame, but it's how it works. Um, it's always lame when you're playing New England <laughs> yeah it is for New England I really just expect them to run a lot here like I mean, like, I assume Damien's all good because he plays on last week assuming he's been progressing fine I like him as a banger I honestly think Ramondre is I put him as a stream but he's like a very solid stream I think you can reasonably just play him this week do we have any who would be our slot guy for the Patriots uh, I think it's been, it's been Jacoby Myers mostly actually so I, I that, don't hate him yeah, because I know what you think of Kendrick Bourne, and I always have to like fix like not fix myself, correct myself, but like right. Jacoby Myers has been playing a lot of slot for them, so I kind of like too, him. But yeah, I've uh, noted many times just the Titans slot and tight end defense is horrible. Yeah, because they see Elijah Molden's their slot guy. They're gonna have Chris Jackson on the outside. I don't think he's played much this year as well, but. <laughs> what, yeah. Do you think Jacoby Myers finds the end zone again? That would be really great to see. <laughs> what? Hey, once he gets that first one, yeah, it I all break the unloads seal. for him. He's the one guy I can root for on the Patriots because yeah. you know what? He deserves it. Yeah, I was happy for him when he got his touchdown. Um, do we get a Jonu Smith revenge? Does he? Does he do anything oh, this week? Yeah. Does he suit up? Even I think he. I think he'll be active. He's been like hurt a lot this week, so I've, I've never yeah. been positive. Uh, he got an unlimited practice Friday um, and Thursday, so I think he'll play, but it's mostly there's just a, Hunter Henry. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a decent chance Hunter Henry or someone misses. Henry has a neck injury, huh. which even though he's questionable and could play, like the neck is not one you mess around with. Yeah, there's a lot of guys questionable right now like with limited practices, and it's Patriots, so it's hard to tell. So this is one where you like check in on game day to make sure there's no fuckery afoot. But Right. Whatever tight end is in and looks the healthiest, I might take them. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Henry's been doing well, so I would probably roll him if they're both in. Right. Oh, and man, Jonu just kind of matches up well against his former team. It would be hilarious, though, to see Jonu revenge game. <sighs> yeah. Some running back snaps. <laughs> and then uh, I would I would take the New England defense here as well. Uh, it's probably a good play, yeah. And I forgot to mention last one. Uh, Carolina defense, I think, is a pretty strong play against Miami. Even if Miami's going to score, their O-line's so bad. And the Carolina defense has been pretty solid this year. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I wrote them as like, are they a banger? They're definitely like <laughs> going to have a good day, I 
presume, because getting that Miami O-line is a treat. So, yep. But, yep. Yes, yeah, so I got back to current game. I, I, I don't know if there's like a whole, not, not say there's a whole lot to it, but I don't know if how much time I want to spend trying to parse through Kendrick Bourne versus Nelson Aguilar versus Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Uh, or just talk about the Patriots in general winning games yeah. that you know are handed to them. Mm-hmm. Whenever they, whenever they roll per se, like Nelson Aguilar like gets more involved. So like I think Nelson Aguilar is more viable just in general when the Patriots like you think they could roll. But again, it's it's hard to predict where the ball is going. But if you could get it right on one of their good weeks, you're you know you're sitting pretty. And I think this week we're going to see the running backs carry a lot of load. Yeah. And then going off of that, if you have Tannehill in lineups, it might be a good idea to, to uh, sit him. Yeah, I'm not, not, trying I'm to not, be I'm not on the Tanny train. Not to be too reactive to last week where he was terrible, because I don't like to follow that, but yeah. this is a really weather. bad matchup, and it's, yeah. They've got no one. I mean, this is like, it's akin to when we picked the Jets to beat them, but it's right. the Patriots. <laughs> so, of course, we're picking the Patriots to beat them. Uh but next up, we've got Philly at the Giants. We both have Philly here. And because it's an NFC East game and it's in New York, I think for some stupid reason it'll be close, but it shouldn't be. I mean, I can see it. It's the, you know, the division of hatred, mm-hmm. this one, that makes it so fun. So, <laughs> all right. Giants have the worst run defense in the league to me. At least one mm. of them. They're one of the strongest like run funnels, is what I like to say. Yeah. Secondary is not bad. Run defense is hot trash, so you just run on them. So why is Miles Sanders not going to be good? <laughs> <laughs> There's always a reason. Like, so Jordan Howard won't be into Volturium. It's just a matter of like, does Boston Scott or Jalen yeah. Hurts Volturium? <laughs> and you know, Even maybe hearing you got those hold... names, Boston Scott, that name <laughs> just triggered so many people. <laughs> Oh, gosh, yeah. Jalen Hurts got, like, three rushing touchdowns last week. So, yeah. you know, maybe he doesn't keep getting more, but, I mean, he could. Like, but yeah, there's there's no reason Miles Sanders shouldn't have a good game. They have a really good run matchup this week. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're healthier right now. Uh-huh. Uh, they've, been, they've been running more. It's funny, like, they lost Miles Sanders and started running more. And so, <laughs> ho- hopefully it keeps going. And, um, so, Philly's actually the eighth seed in the NFC right now. I know. Um, and so the two teams ahead of them, Minnesota and San Fran, play. So they could end up in a playoff spot after this week. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Because right when we started, I'm like, man, it's really going to make the fucking playoffs. Because like, I thought they were going to be garbage, but they've <laughs> been kicking butt. And honestly, like Jalen Hurts has been playing really, really well. He's improved a lot as a passer like just throughout the year, I think. I think we all root for Jalen Hurts yeah. to, to make it. He just seems like a really just good dude who is down to work his ass off to make things happen and uh that's what you like to see yeah but because uh whenever i've like talked negatively about his skill set at all i've always probably like you know juxtapose it to i love jalen hurts the person so i hope i hope he proves me wrong and so like whenever like i've you've been you know down on him so i'm glad he's i'm glad he's been proving me wrong just because i wasn't sure how quickly we'd see him develop and obviously he still has his flaws like he's not gonna get better automatically but there are moments where you're like, damn, like if Quez Watkins would have just caught the ball, like we'd be talking about Jalen Hurts' amazing passing day. Like, right. So. It definitely was a big turning point when they drafted Devontae Smith and kind of leapfrogged mm-hmm. the Giants to get him. 
That was a very immediate connection that I think we both were like, yes, this is going mm-hmm. to work. Um, and he's been playing really well. I think Devontae adds so much to the offense there. Yeah. Giant side? So, sounds like Tony's doubtful. Shepard won't be in, so it's just Kenny and Slayton. I assume Slay is on Kenny. Yep. So, Evan I guess that leaves Slayton as receiver, but also Evan Ingram. Uh, yep. <laughs> tight ends against Philly. It it worked again. It worked again with New Orleans. And it works even when you don't think it should work. Yeah, it just works. <laughs> so now watch it. I think Kyle Rudolph's out, so I don't right. think he. I don't think he can be the one unless like Caden fucking Smith. He's out it. too. Right. So is it literally just Evan Ingram? Yeah, I think we might have to put him in the banger category. Yeah. <laughs> banger Maybe. Evan Ingram or most drops of the game that could have been important. Yeah, but. he will get a ton of targets. But he has to he has to catch them. He has to catch Evan, them. Evan, please catch these targets. Um <laughs> Yeah, like it's gonna be rough sledding because their secondary's been solid, especially with Darius Slay, and it seems like he's gonna be playing. So I like I I taught myself out of that rhyme there. <laughs> Slay I think play. we like Slayton. Hasn't he done yeah, well against fall. Philly? Uh, oh, that's a good question. That's one of those, I love like the divisional links with receivers. Like does right. this receiver own his division? I feel like I've had this before where I've seen Slate and I'm like, ooh, he's going to be Slate in the Dragon this yeah, week. Yeah, because he's going to get, I guess, Steven Nelson probably the most. Because right. they've had Maddox in the slot who I, I mentioned John Ross is like a really deep option because he's kind of the next <laughs> guy up. And I think he would maybe get slot working against Maddox, but John Ross has been okay at times this year. But I, I like Slayton better, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah. If he's getting. Uh, Nelson on the on the other side, who's who still a good corner, is all right, but mm-hmm. definitely you know an easier way to go. But I still just think it all points to Evan Ingram. Yep, which is gross. And Saquon <laughs> Barkley, I expect I I put Barkley as a banger. Um, Philly's run defense has been a mixed bag. They've been really good at times, like when they've been healthy, which is I guess lately. But they're not you know, impenetrable. But a lot of it I do think is potentially PPR based. I think they are better against the downhill running back as opposed to the one that can catch the slant and then run a while with it, uh-huh. like the bigger reception guy. So I actually think Barkley does make sense here. Yeah, he should get a ton of catches. That's part of it. And I expect him to play more this week too. Because uh, in week one, when they were bringing, obviously like you know, easing him in, he and Devonta Booker split snaps, and then he kind of just played all the right. snaps from there. Last week, 60% of the snaps, I expect him to get you know, back to the 80-plus percent of the snaps. And that's, you know, that is aligned with better fantasy days for him. Um, I, I mean, he should get... I, I If he does not get at least six targets, it is a travesty. <laughs> a travesty. It, sh- it should be like 10. But. So, I guess one thing that we should look into really quickly is now that the Giants, they have moved off of Jason Garrett. Oh, that's true. Are we... But, we have what Freddie Kitchens? Yeah, that's that was the butt. Uh, is he the? But he'll be the OC. And when he was with the Browns, he did way better doing that. Yeah, he's he was not head coach material, but he was decent OC material in the run game. So that could be a Barkley benefit. But it's not Gary at least. So that's you know a plus. All right, so I think we have it laid out. Evan Ingram and Barkley is your offense for the Giants. Yeah, pretty like pretty much. <laughs> yeah, which. What did they draft? And a little, and a little Slayton. 
Yeah, I, I think I think when they drafted Barkley twenty eighteen, you know, they're they're going to the play and I'm like, okay, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, that's our offense, and now three years later we're back to it. <laughs> so, we're back to it. <laughs> oh man. Uh but yeah, Philly like Philly passing game wise, obviously like, you know, Hertz will run, Sanders should run, uh you more you more Goddard, you more Devonta, no real lean. <sighs> it's hard to bench Smith in anything. Yeah even though I don't love the matchup. Well, like, because um, he, so he's the type of receiver that Bradbury has not been able to contain. Because right. you're talking about the guys Bradbury's good against, and it's the proto, the big prototype guys. Yes. Whereas, like, guys like McLaurin and, you know, the faster guys who can, you know, hit her out, zoom out. Zoom They'd be even more trouble. So I, I think if, if Bradbury ends up on Devonta Smith, I just hit a real hard there. Uh, <laughs> They'll still be all right. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a big issue for him there. I do. So I kind of like leaning into the if the running back is doing a lot, then the tight end probably will be too. Yeah, those like we talked about the correlation of those in terms of like, you know, big home favorites usually benefits that or the teams rolling the tight end. Can, yeah, all that stuff we've talked about. One episode, this is literally this is our Spider-Man meme this week. So we've got the running back and the tight ends for Philly and the running back and the tight <laughs> ends for the Giants. And then one wide receiver that we think will do pretty all right in Slayton and Smith. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I before we move to uh, the next game, we I do want to say, I think Philly defense is a reasonable play this week. Mm-hmm. It is the Giants. And Philly defense, um, so in week nine in the Chargers game, they didn't get any points, but 21 fantasy points against Detroit, 15 against Denver, 11 against New Orleans. Again, it is Detroit, Denver, New Orleans. But I don't know, <laughs> as far as Denver, New Orleans, I think, I think the Giants are kind of around that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I think we can maybe get double-digit fantasy points from the Eagles again here. So, hey, I'm here for it. But next up, we've got <laughs> Atlanta at Jacksonville. Um, no, it was funny. My mom, she, I was, I was sitting there watching the Lions uh, Bears game, and I was, you know, laughing. I was like, "Yeah, we like, we kind of like the Lions, like Scott and I do. Like, we like Dan Campbell, so we want that. We want them to win. They haven't won yet." She's like, "Oh, that's nice, you know." <laughs> haven't won yet. Um, and she was like, are the Raiders... So this was, this was before the Raiders-Cowboys game came on. And she was like, so, like, are the Raiders still your guys? I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, like, a heavy sigh. Heavy sigh. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, they gave me some uh, some relief in their game. Barely. Um, actually, I wouldn't even call it relief. Just, like, they got the win, but... They it was stopped a stressful waterboarding game. you, yeah. Yeah, it was a very stressful game. Uh... <laughs> And then I, I told him like them in Atlanta. She, she, she was like, she was like, uh, was Atlanta like the basketball one you like? I'm like, well, they do have a basketball team, but uh, <laughs> so all that, I was like, yeah, they kind of suck this year though. Uh, so yeah, all that to say, Atlanta's going to Jacksonville, and I really want Atlanta to win this. They, I, I, yeah, please Atlanta win this. Oh please, please. be Jacksonville. Uh, I don't think Jacksonville has anyone who can remotely hold down pits in any capacity whether it be linebackers safeties corners whomever it's not gonna work <laughs> they are one of the worst in the missed tackles as we were talking about earlier yeah they're the the worst uh, <laughs> they as are per game goes the worst <laughs> uh, they miss more than eight tackles per game which if you're so, going against kyle pitts is probably not a good thing yeah well, even I, if you can tackle it's he's still tough to bring down yeah uh, and I will say, if Corderell plays, like that kind of factors into him too. So if I'd, yeah. like, I've kind of forgot about him when I was writing this out, but Corderell should be a good play here if he's active. 
I know. I really hope he plays because if he is, I'm throwing him in a lot of lineups here. Mm -hmm. Corduroy. Corduroy Patterson. Corduroy. And then uh, that's pretty much it for Atlanta. And uh, (laughs) obviously Matt Ryan throws it to them. But But that's what I love about Atlanta is they're so concentrated. I always know if they have a bad game, you know who's not going to do well. And if they have a good game, you know who's going to do well. Like, it's very straightforward. Yeah. Like, if you want to run, like, a Falcon second DFS because you, like, are a masochist, you could go (laughs) Matt Ryan. uh, I keep going to call him Corduroy now. Corduroy Patterson. uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kyle Pitts. Like, if you play those three and Atlanta does well, you have Atlanta. Like, there's a chance Russell Gage or Olamide Zacchaeus or Tajay Sharp get involved, but like it's kind of slim. So, right. If you have those three guys and they Atlanta wins, you probably got ninety five percent of the fantasy yeah. output. There's an eighty percent <laughs> chance you've got eighty percent of their offense. So those. <laughs> and then yeah, so Jacksonville side, James Robinson should have a good game. I expect him to. I his he's been kind of ailed a bit this year. Is kind of the issue. Yeah, I think he's Bye. all good now, though. Thank yeah, he you. got he got a full practice in today, not injury, not on the injury board, which isn't like you know a for sure sign he's totally gonna be okay. But it's you know it's reassuring when you come off the injury report and get a full practice on Friday. Right. And Atlanta is a good matchup for running backs. They've you know pass catching wise, it always has been. But Atlanta, sorry, Jacksonville is actually the uh, number five on my list of like, running matchups of the week. So. Because they, they run block well. Uh, James Robinson's good. Like, he and the O-line mesh well. And Atlanta's run D's been rough. So, yeah, between the pass catching. Because they, they lost Jamal Agnew. So, <laughs> it's... it's I, I, Unless they get Tavon Austin involved. I don't know. But so, Dan Otto's there, of course. Then they've got Chenault, Marvin Jones. Which I think those two kind of... And probably, honestly, Arnold could follow the stream category. But James Robinson should pick up a lot of target load. So. He's pretty much the one guy that I want from this game. Yeah, it's not that I don't like the other ones. I just don't really know who it's going to be on any given week. Like, is Lavisca finally going to be integrated? Or yeah, you know? apparently, uh, what's his name? Urban Meyer talked about. I say what's his name? Urban Meyer talked <laughs> about getting uh, Chenault more involved, like running the ball and stuff, and just more involved in general. I'm like, please do that. I waiting. think I like him because I I do think AJ Terrell is a good corner. He was our guy that we liked in the yeah. draft, and he's done well. Um, he'll probably be on Marvin Jones. I assume so. Or around there. So. Look, yeah, but I don't know why he wouldn't be. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've been playing, so they, like, they've been playing some, like, sides and stuff, too, but, but Chanel's mostly in the slot, and that'll be against Richie Grant, so. Right. Easier matchup there. But yeah, Terrell's been good, thankfully. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing where Atlanta, like, they're in cap hell right now. <laughs> but they've at least got some like good young pieces I can feel like okay about. Oh, definitely. So I was looking, I was looking, and like as far as if I wanted to, you you, you could do like a Matt Ryan, James Robinson, Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts game stack. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, oh God, it's disgusting. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, next up we've got the Jets at Houston, and you know what? When I looked at Atlanta Jacksonville, I'm like, wow, this is a pretty inept game. But I'd, I'm like. <laughs> We move on to Jets and Houston. I'm like, this is a pretty inept game. Like, this is this is worse. Oh so, yeah, this is worse. I don't know who I'm picking. I'm having trouble with the two because of uh, Taylor being back. Um, I'll be honest, I forgot he was back the previous week, which is why <laughs> I was still so gung ho on them losing. He, I mean, he adds a lot to the offense. Yeah. Taylor's a, he's 
not a bad quarterback, guys. He's definitely not bad. And they have Brandon Cooks. They have pieces. Uh, they, I mean, they destroyed the Titans. Honestly, that was disgusting. Yeah. What we saw out of the out of the yeah. Titans. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Houston here. I don't blame you. Question: Would would rainy Titans equal Jets? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <But no. laughs> like rainy Titans with absolutely no pieces on their offense. Probably, yeah. Um, we do oh. get the reason I'm picking the Jets though. Ultimately, is just because we do get Zach Wilson back, and I'm very optimistic in i want to see if he's developed at all i think the big knock on him that i've been watching is just you know making the boring throws not wanting Mm -hmm. to do that if i start seeing him you know do that just a little bit more and actually you know work in the system a bit better then i do think the jets have a good chance to win this even though houston's you know, played pretty well. If Zach Wilson has a good game, we're talking Elijah Moore. We have Corey Davis. We have a lot of guys that can, can Elijah put up Moore's points been for them. Balling, dude. I know he's, he's been awesome. going ham. So I hope it continues that with with Wilson in too. Oh yeah. The, yes, they, they weren't meshing a ton, but yeah. Hopefully, when he comes he comes back and the offense is you know ready to rumble more. But yeah, as a so lot lot of a lot of hoops I'm going to go through here. Not like jump through to try to win something, but so. <laughs> Pre-draft, I know my my Zach Wilson knock was his decision making, right. and that definitely showed to start. But oh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully there's some silver lining with the injury where he got time to reflect on his first few weeks, watch some tape, right? Realize the importance of, like you said, the boring throw, making the just right decision, and not always trying to wait for a better decision. Like, yeah, like Mahomes can get away with that. <laughs> and not, not even all the time for him, but right. usually you cannot get away with waiting for the better decision. Yeah, if uh, you just took some of Kirk Cousins' strength and to, threw it into Zach Wilson, he'd be so good. Yeah, I honestly, so this is, I don't know how much this actually matters, but I do think Mahomes being behind Alex Smith of all people for a year was right. probably valuable to him in the sense of like, wow, this is the most boring guy <laughs> This guy fucking loves checks downs and like he still ended up having like a really good deep passing rating because yeah. of like, you know, Reek and Kelsey, but he fucking loves checking it down and Mahomes is probably like, Oh man, man, he's winning with checking it down. Shit, I can do that more. But right. and so, you know, Wilson watches Mike White check it down to Michael Carter ten times, watches Joe Flacco take some easy throws, you know, watches Josh Johnson get some offense going. And he's like, Okay, I, I could do this. I can so, do maybe, this. Yeah, maybe it's a little boost for him. But That's what I'm hoping for. I want to <laughs> see a little progression in that. Because if he doesn't, then I'm just, you know, I'm kind of off of him and it stinks. But we need to yeah, see that He is still a rookie. But Definitely. Still has a lot of time to grow. But for this season, like, I need you, to see some development. You, re- you really got to hope he looks not worse than Flacco. <laughs> Learn a little bit from Mac Jones. He's in consideration for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and all he's do- being asked to do is just complete his passes in the scheme correctly. And yeah. he's doing that efficiently, and they're doing really well. Yeah. Obviously, way better just kind of overall team. but Oh, yeah. So. Well, I mean, they're wide receiver. I don't think the Patriots Whatever. have better wideouts, but they're no, O-line, but everything they're tight else, ends. Yeah. yeah, it's everything besides the receiving core. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is way better. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, with this game, I like Tyrod a lot, and I guess Brandon Cooks by extension probably the Tyrod to Cooks connection should be solid this week. I think Nico Collins is questionable, so keep an eye on that, especially just in terms of targets for Cooks. 
The running backs here are where it gets kind of interesting, and I think if you're desperate, they all could kind of factor in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm picking Houston to win, I actually think Rex Burkhead oh. uh, um, uh, oh. <laughs> has value. Yeah. Uh, he he had David Johnson has split some attempts, but I think David Johnson, you know, as we kind of all know, would probably be more valuable if the game got out of hand. But Rex Burkhead got... 18 rushes last week. Now they only went for 40 yards. But he got 18 rushes last week. He got 18 and rushes. That was against Tennessee. So, like, they're, like, if Rex Burkhead gets the ball 20 times, that, like, that's the thing. It's 20 touches for a running back. And as gross as it is to say, I want to play Houston Texans Rex Burkhead, you might get 20 touches out of him against the Jets. And I think that's worth something. Yep. Uh, and then on the other side with the Jets, it's pretty much Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson. I wanted to ask you, or you leaned as you know the resident Jets fan here, would you be leaning with Ty Johnson or uh, Tevin Cole? I like Ty Johnson better. Same. He, I in general, I think they're going to use Tevin Coleman a bit because I did see him a good amount last week when Michael Carter yeah. got hurt. But I like Ty Johnson better as an athlete, like as a whole, and more importantly, to fall into the end zone more reliably. Uh-huh. Yeah, he had some good games last year. And then they use him a lot more receiving too. Like that's the big thing I think mm-hmm. is like the, he he will he will get the receiving recovery Tevin Coleman definitely. So, and if we're predicting it to them to be behind, but I don't want to say that behind. It's not like these are gonna be like playing catch up with the Houston fucking Texans over here. But yeah, so the, the running backs I think in this game as gross as it is with all these guys out not on the teams and stuff. There's some <laughs> value there. There's some gross, but possible. I like Dontrell Hilliard better than them, like PPR wise, just because I've, he's like the only fucking guy. But I think I think that Rex Burkhead and Ty Johnson probably have more touchdown potential than Dontrell Hilliard. Yeah. Which wow, what a fucking sentence! Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think I things I never thought I would say that I think Tyrod probably gets a rushing touchdown. Oh uh, yeah, probably. He uh he's someone on super draft. I like I like a lot actually this week. I think I think he's at one point five multiplier. Ooh. Uh the the quarterback multipliers there this week are kinda rough. They I think they kinda they kinda nerfed it all going into this week. Because like mm-hmm. last week I got like got like Jalen Hurts at one point four last week and that was obviously fucking nutty. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Tyrod Taylor is at one point five. So There we go. And he's right around like Mac Jones and Tua, which those guys can do fine, but Tyrod Taylor is probably going to get more fantasy points than this guy's. Yep. I was thinking he will, but... There's a good shot. Yeah. So, I think he's definitely in play. And, like, Cooks is 1.45, so, like, if you want to run a mini stack there, then obviously the Jets running backs are super high multipliers. Like, Ty <laughs> Johnson is 1.8. I think Tevin Coleman is 1.65. So, yeah, you can go 1.8 Ty Johnson, 1.5 Tyrod, 1.45 Cooks, and just, like, get a really high multiplier stack of a gross game and if it right. works out I think you could you could be sit pretty so i i will run one of those right it's, it's when you find that quarter on the ground that's disgusting but you only needed a quarter to get yeah. that bag of chips from the vending machine uh-huh. there you go yeah and the thing is like what once you're there like once you have played tyrod taylor or brandon cooks and ty johnson like that that's that's the uh diamond of the rough you need to hit on those multipliers to make work and you can get a little more kind of conservative after that i think mm-hmm. but alas next up we move to the 4 p.m window where we've got the chargers at denver and i think i'll pick the chargers you've got the chargers i'm a little unsure here this i, I, I mean think, this 
this never an obvious pick when it's a divisional game in Denver. It is never yeah. a shoe in. Uh-huh. And this game right now, actually, I think has like a decent total. Yeah, it's at 48, which I was higher than I expected. And Chargers are only two and a half point favorites. I, I expected more there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Vegas is kind of in line with the like, wait, hold on a second here. <laughs> it's mile. It's mile high stadium. Uh, you never know what fuckery is afoot when yeah. you're out there. It, it always goes that way there. Uh, <laughs> so with with Denver, what they are kind of designed to do, which is run the ball, uh, aligns well against what Chargers allow, which is the ball being ran on them. Yep. And uh, so Javante and Gordo, I think, are both in play. It's just a matter of who you prefer. Obviously, Melvin Gordon gets his revenge game, but Javante Williams gets a poor tackling team here. Yeah. The Chargers, as far as missed tackles per game, are third worst. They are just behind Miami. Uh, the Chargers miss a lot of tackles. Mm-hmm. So that's very Charger-esque, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to make... And they're going to... Oh, nope, nope. <laughs> they chargered it. But yeah, Javante Williams last week, he only got eight attempts, but they were behind. But against Dallas, he got 17 touches. And he turned it to 100, like over 100 yards. So like, yeah, it's a pretty split backfield, which is annoying. But it is for fantasy. For the uh-huh. team, though, it makes it really it's good tough. For, oh, it's definitely good for the team, yeah. I, I, I expect Javante Williams to end up on angry runs after this week, though. If he doesn't, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> I know. I love me some Javante. Missed tackles against Javante worries yeah, that, me that's a, a thing. lot. Yeah, there's a couple guys where it's like, you know, like Chubb, Kamara, Javante. Like some of these guys where they're just like elite tackle breakers. If you if you're bad against that, like that's the thing. Like we talked about the Ravens and their tackling. Like we're talking about them with Chubb later. Like, but oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they both they both should be in line for good games, Javante and Gordo. But I, I I would I wouldn't be surprised if Javante had just some mega runs this game to help to help the Broncos to a win. Uh, yep, I'm kind of there with you. Um, I'm definitely not confident on taking the Chargers, but I am there right now. We'll see how it turns out, but. I really do think Javante will outscore Gordon this week, even though it's the Gordon revenge game. I don't think uh-huh. it's a huge revenge yeah, they, game. La- last year, they held him in check in those revenge games. Yep. For what it's worth. But So, as far as the Denver receivers go, they so Sutton and Tim Patrick just got paid recently. Uh, oh, congrats yeah. Congrats to those two. Woo. And they, they've got a good receiving core there with Sutton and Judy and Patrick. Like, yeah. If they do get Aaron Rodgers next year, <laughs> like that that's a heck of a group for him and dude can you imagine judy and rogers Ooh. like sutton and patrick too obviously but like judy will be his Devonte basically i think oh it'd be so if good that would happen so what we're saying is get get in on jerry judy now uh, yep <laughs> <laughs> and, and we like him this week too yeah so we, he uh he's going to get some chris harris in the slot which chris harris is a weird one where he is Better. It, this is one of those weird ones. This has been a thing. Uh, back in like twenty eighteen, I remember was it eighteen anyway when he was on Denver. We, I was talking about how he's a good corner, but he's worse in the slot than he is outside. Right. And so, because that was the juju week. That was like a juju blow up week or something. Um. So I, yeah, I think where Judy you know, plays mostly slot, he gets he's gonna get great. Yeah, get Chris Harris here. I think he could maybe burn him some, but. Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick will be getting uh, a mix of Michael Davis. And is, is Asante Samuel going to be missing? Did you say that? Yeah, he'll be out. So, who's his backup? <laughs> oh. Because 
like that's part of it too like some of these injuries like might kind of like obviously the the charges are getting uh well so i think they're gonna put chris harris in asante samuels out spot that would make sense which means chris rumpf will be chris rumpf the oh, second they've also got uh tavon campbell which was he did he see in the jags that, that could sounds, be wrong. I have no I idea. Know, he used to be on the Jets, apparently. Oh, God. <laughs> if you get cut from the Jets, that's like a rule. You get cut from the Jets. <laughs> that, that's, that's the oh. sign. It's a telltale sign. Um, yeah. So there could there could be some juice here. Yeah. Uh, potentially with some juice there with this game. That's like, I could see this one shooting out, which is weird. Shooting out, but in a weird way. Not like with huge downfield passes, but with just running backs taking it to the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so on the Chargers side, though, I like Eckler like a lot yak, here. Like yak, a yak shootout, if that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> so I guess we're talking yak shootout. Do you prefer Keenan Allen to Mike uh, Michael Williams? Probably. I think I like Keenan, and I like Judy, and I like Javante, and I like Eckler. Yeah, I mean, I expect Eckler to have a good game. He's been balling. Denver's Denver's run D has been kind of suspect this year at times. Mm-hmm. So, and like again, if you're playing kid, if you're playing uh, sorry Eckler, he is stackable with Herbert because you you can catch touchdowns. So totally fine running. Oh, yeah. Like I, that's my favorite way to do it is do a Herbert Eckler and one of the receivers stack. Yeah, so because they coincide well together. Yeah, I, I I love like when you can do the running back stack with it. So fun, but yeah, I think I, I expect like a good close game. Yeah. And potentially a lot of fantasy value. Like a 48 over under, especially this week, that's the third highest. So, Oof. But yeah, like what I think I like the most, I'll also mention Jared Cook just because I have to, <laughs> um, is that so Teddy's O-line is pretty beat up and the Chargers do get much better edge pressure than interior. And that happens to be where Denver's weaknesses are right now due to the injuries uh-huh. on their line being the tackles and their right side. So I do think you're going to have a lot of outside pass rush. So I'm going to see Teddy stepping up a little bit. We might get some Teddy scrambles, but I think ultimately you're going to see a lot of short passes to your Judy guys and maybe some Fant. Um, but it's all going to be this. I like. I think this is a, just a yak game. Yeah, this got me thinking now. Where so Noah Fant's not a good blocker, uh, <laughs> and so oh no, he's going to be the guy like, that touches him at the line and then runs out. Yeah, well, that'd be a thing. Like, we may get a little less Fant on the field, too, if they need, like, more blocking help. Ooh. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I'm trying is to... Albert o, is Albert um, O? I mean, he's a, he's a little bit of a fan, is. Like, it's not hard. At, at especially pass blocking. Like, no, if, like, if you ask Noah Fant to stay in a pass block, it's not... <laughs> like, he could run block okay, but if you ask Noah Fant to pass block, it's not going to work out. Albert right. O's a lot better at pass blocking, and so is Sobert. And so, mm. like, I think we could potentially see, like, a little less Noah Fantas game if we have this O-line banged up and we've got a pretty good edge presence by the Chargers. So. Right. That is where... Because mo- they run that 3-4 and... Uh, it, yeah, they've got uh, Bosa, obviously. Right. <laughs> pretty much, like, opening up Bosa. You get some Linval Joseph up the middle and then get, you know, Murray coming off the other edge or something. Exactly, because their strengths, they're linebackers, so they they get uh-huh. around the edge there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I would say like they may maybe not the week to go no offense personally. Oh yeah, no, I probably wouldn't, but I do think Cause, he'll because if it's going to be Albert O, I think one of them will be there to just help prolong the drives. 
Yeah, um, it's tough because like the the Chargers have been like not that good against tight ends, but right. And I tend to like the running back tight end sort of tandem, and I think both teams will their running backs will be good in this game. But I don't know how much of it's going to be groundwork as much as catch like short yard yak mm-hmm. work. Yeah. The screen so game. Yeah. So I'm looking at the Chargers, and okay, they faced a lot of good tight ends. They faced Logan Thomas, Kelsey, Waller, Mandrews, Henry, Goddard. Like Conklin's, you know, like a, not uh, their level, but like you know, Pat and Ebron. Like they faced good tight ends and teams that use tight ends. So that's a little maybe a little slanted too. I think they've like, played every good tight end except Kittle. It sounds like pretty much, yeah. And like, <laughs> no fans good, but. I I guess I could see the Broncos deciding, hey, we need some more blocking help. So, and yeah. that might that that's gonna that would favor Melvo over Javante too, I guess too. Obviously, like you know, if you're pass blocking, you're not getting the ball, but right. they might trust Melvin Gordon more to pass block and be on the field. Yeah, that's true. So, alas, gonna be a good game, I think. Uh, and also, I think, honestly, this after the afternoon games are bangers, probably honestly, because we got Rams at Green Bay next. And we Ooh. both have the Rams here. Oh yeah. And so right now they're only favored by one point, and it's a forty-seven over under. This is, so this was bet down. It started at fifty, Green Bay favored by a point and a half. It switched over to Rams by a point favorite and forty-seven over under. So this is bid bet like down a lot and towards the Rams. Um, where are you with this game? Because I know I think you're kind of leaning a lot with the current trend. I. I'm looking at things that are, you know, people are picking the Packers at about a 60-something percent, and I think that's almost ridiculous. I almost think this is a slaughter. Oh. A Ram slaughter, yeah. Like, I think uh, Green Bay has been playing a lot of games back-to-back-to-back. Rams just had a bye week to figure out their shit. Um, Mm -hmm. You're going to have Jalen Ramsey all around Devontae time to time. And even if it's not the whole game, he takes some... When Rodgers doesn't have Devontae as, like, a reliable throw, their offense stalls really hard. Devontae yeah. bails out the, their drives constantly. Oh, all the time. It's actually absurd how much he really does bail them out. Because a lot of times Rodgers will go, it'll be third and ten, but then he'll get that one errant pass 17 yards to Devontae and keep the drive alive. Mm-hmm. If Devontae's got uh, Ramsey on him at clutch moments of the game, and I think that's probably what they'll do is try to get Ramsey on Devontae as much as they can without sacrificing everything, I I honestly think this might be a blowout for the Rams. So I want to provide some stats for you here as far as McVay after the bye. So he is 3-1 and one following a bye. They have outscored opponents 116-65. to 65. Okay. In this four games, a so pretty good margin. So, 2017. So a lot of that margin is against the Giants. They f- just digged on the Giants, 51 17 in 2017. <laughs> and then they beat Detroit by two touchdowns in 2018, which you know also uh, they lo- the Steelers beat them barely in 2019, and then last year they beat Seattle after the bye. Um, so a good win there. Um, yeah. So it's uh, also a little know, some- like coaching tree rivalry because this is a uh the floor from the shanty and then the mcveigh you know they they all have sort of interacted with each other this is one of those sort of chess matches for mcveigh and lafleur and i think mcveigh is going to come out on top in this one so yeah i'm definitely taking the rams i don't know by how much but i'm pretty into their spread here 
Devontae's being projected 17 points in ESPN, and I'll eat a hat if he gets 17 points. I think uh, he will get catches because he's Devontae, but he got his I, I two see, last I see we're talking week. half PPR there. Yep, half PPR. I think uh, there's a good shot Devontae's not as productive this game just because it's a tough matchup. Yeah. Um, my one thing going against my big Rams win is I think their line has really struggled. Uh, they got beat by the Titans because they couldn't, you know, block. Mm-hmm. And the Titans do have a decent pass rush, but I think the Packers' pass rush is sort of on on key there with the Titans, which means I think yeah. they'll get some pressure on Stafford. Unfortunately, Green Bay is missing some corners, and if Cooper Cup's out there, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And they're, they're also missing Bakhtiari still. Um, sounds like no Kevin King as well. Um, TBD on Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard. They're probably game time decisions, but so you know, obviously that's you know big for AJ Dillon watch. But on the Rams side, like Cup should have a really good game. I think Odell is is in stream consideration here. Yeah, they just had the bye week to get him integrated, so I expect him to come out, you know, as a full member of the team. Yep. And then uh, Henderson gets a pretty good run matchup here against the Packers. Yep. And uh. If I like all those guys, I like Stafford. So yeah, exactly, like you, you could run however kind of stack you want with this too. Like because Henderson and Stafford kind of correlate well because Henderson catches enough passes, and Henderson doesn't like you talked about this too. Henderson doesn't have like a huge ceiling, right? Just because of how much the Rams will spread it out. But this could be a ceiling game. Yeah, yeah, I think it is a ceiling game for him. I just think his ceiling's a little bit lower than other running backs. Yeah, but if he, I mean, like right around that twenty something points is right around his ceiling i think and that's pretty much where i think he'll end up because uh, he doesn't get a ton of like he doesn't get the ball a ton like some right. of the other guys do but he gets really he gets receptions and goal line work he gets like the really valuable touches right which you know that's important <laughs> so yeah i mean i like cup i like stafford like henderson like odell i i'm taking the rams yeah i'm, I'm with you on the rams i don't know if i'm feeling the blowout like you are but i I'm feeling the Rams here. I shouldn't say blowout, but I think it is a comfortable win. I think Rams are winning in victory formation kind of thing. I can see that, yeah. You know? Yeah, again, it's just a matter of how their line holds up. (laughs) Right. Are are they, like, missing anyone that I forgot about, or...? They've had some injuries to their line. Um, I'll check on it to see specifically, but... Gotcha. Has, has, has Whitworth been out? Or? He's back in. He's playing. I don't think he's missed that much time. Um, they still have Havenstein. It's Havenstein who's had a, a rough go. Gotcha. Uh, he was getting destroyed by the Titans. Gotcha, gotcha. How old is he anyway? Cause I, thought, I, th- I thought their O-line was like kind of old. He's 29. Old. Yeah, Whitworth's, you know, he ups the average age of that line by like 10 <laughs> years. And he's 39. Yeah, he got... He, his first year is 06. Oh. So yeah, obviously he's still kind of on the younger side, yeah. I just, yeah, I always forget how old Whitworth is, and he's still so good. Alas, yeah, so hopefully this is a good game. But next one, I think, should be a banger in San Fran at Minnesota, which, again, kind of some coaching tie-in here with similar teams and offensive coordinators and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And very I, similar I styles. I, uh, when I saw this, I was like, ooh, this might be a banger. I'm leaning Minnesota right now. I feel I, like I'm crazy. For, I'm so torn with this. You know, I've watched 
a decent amount of San Fran games this year. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen most of them. And every time I watch them, their run defense looks like butts. They have yeah. <laughs> straight cheeks, my dude. So Dalvin Cook at home against a bad run D to me seems like a pretty like good path to success for the Vikings here. Yeah, the the problem is the the Vikings run D has been really bad. Like, also been one of the butts. worst. In the league. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if they have the worst in the league, but it's been one of the so it's pretty not good. Um, <laughs> That's the thing, like, what, like, cause, so I, I put San Fran running back, including Debo, at this point. Um, I don't know who's <laughs> gonna be, because Eliza Mitchell's questionable, and yeah. this is a light window game. So obviously, like, if you're banking on either Elijah or Jeff Wilson, like, have an alternative ready. Um, same with DFS. Like, I know on DraftKings they're like a hundred dollars a bar, so you can just put in Mitchell and then switch if he's not playing, or yeah. like, you know, you, you can probably switch between the two of them very easily on most of these sites. Um, but like I think whoever's starting is in for a really good game. The tough part with this game is where we've seen San Fran the last two games just eat up like a whole quarter with their drives. Oh my god, it's so ugh. I yeah, know. Yeah, that's that's why it makes it tough. It's like because this like if they do that again, like the game probably doesn't go over. Like it's at like it's at just below fifty right now, uh, and I don't know how many Minnesotas. I haven't looked up how many of their games go over, but like. Minnesota's always in a close game, and San Fran can put up points. Like, this game has the potential to, like, to really hit. So, yeah. Like, it's one of the things where I could see, you know, Jimmy and Kittle and Debo going off, or I could see the San Fran running backs going off. Like, I, I could see any main piece in this game going off. Right. <laughs> thankfully, we know kind of who it is. Like, we know our options. I more lean the San Fran running and Minnesota passing popping off because of how just bad these cores are for San Fran. I think that might be the easier point of attack. Like, well, so, like, what... I think that Cook will get passing work, for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, as always. But I'm saying, like, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen can have their way with... Sorry, wh- whoever San Fran's throwing out. I never know who it is week to week because it changes all the time. Oh, but if, if, it, if it's, like, fucking Josh Norman, then... Is it Diamador? Is he still there? Uh... I think it's I think it's Quan Williams mostly and Josh Norman right now. Okay, Emmanuel Mosley, Quan Williams. So Emmanuel Mosley is okay. He's not horrible. Um, Quan Williams is also not bad. They're both pretty average. They they've gotten some people back. They don't have to rely on Norman, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I, said, I don't. I don't. Will, will Norman be used? Like I'm trying to think who, how their death chart works out here. He is currently backing up Emmanuel Mosley. Gosh, yeah. Who, when it was Jason Verrett and Mosley, they were like the one and two. Yeah. So Mosley's well, like the Cromartie, if that makes sense, of the scheme. Yeah. I guess it depends how often the the uh, Vikings go three wide. Like, if they go three wide a lot, then it could... like they, You should be going three wide on these teams that have really bad corner <laughs> depth just to stress them out, but I don't know if the Vikings will because they don't do that a ton. Yeah. Um, so... But Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are a lot better than the San Fran corners, regardless of who it is. Definitely. So, and I, I can see, like, if San Fran puts, you know, has their long drive, Vikings, you know, three and out, San Fran, you know, comes back and Debo gets a quick tutty. Like, if, if Minnesota gets in a quick hole like that, it could really turn into a good game for the passing stat. Which I'm excited for. Uh, yeah, I think so. the product of their run game being worse, which I couldn't understand why for a while, like their run defense for San Fran being so much worse this year, uh, it didn't make sense to me. But I think a lot of that, it's 
essentially the Washington football team syndrome where <laughs> their secondary is so much worse that it just opens things up and yeah. it allows the run game to get established. 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 <laughs> so, like, yeah, this one, like, I do have to say, I do think both kickers in this game have hey. a good ceiling. Like, I know we haven't thought about kickers much yet, but like these, these three afternoon games, we could get some real good kicker time. Taking the Minnesota kickers? Oof. Uh, yeah, maybe a little tough, but <laughs> I mean, I, I do agree. Like Chargers, Denver could get some good kicker action. Rams, Green Bay, like this game. Like I think there could be some good kicker action. All of these. Oh yeah, yeah. Give me. Uh, I'll take both the Chargers, Denver kickers. I'll take Matt Gay from the Rams, and I'll take uh, definitely Robbie Gold. Honestly, probably the Minnesota kicker too. I know we joke because it's Minnesota, but I think <laughs> he'll be fine. It is at home too, and that you know what that helps kickers when they're at home. Uh-huh. I'm looking back through the early games. I, th- I think Nick Folk we could get a good kicker game from if Tennessee gets like you know a sack ten a couple drives. Definitely. Um, looking through maybe Jake Elliott because the Philly's been kind of bad in the red zone. I mean Young Hoku always is. Honestly, is is it Joey Sly for Houston right now? I could totally see Joey Sly getting like six field goals. <laughs> no, I think he's in Washington now, isn't he? Is he in Washington? I forget where Joey Sly. Where in the world is, <laughs> where Joey, in the world Sly? is Joey Sly? He's moved it's, like seven. Teams I thought, thought Kaimi was hurt. Is why I, th- I thought he I thought Kaimi got hurt and Joey Sly was the Texas kicker. He did. See now he's in Washington. All right, who's is the? He? Oh, who's the Texas kicker? Oh God. Oh man, who is it? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Without looking it up, it, it is Kaimi still. He's still. Oh. He's, he's back. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because I know it, he got hurt for a bit. I think Joey Sly was there for a bit. He was. Okay. <laughs> he's just been. He's literally been on seven teams this year. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. And maybe it's five. It's still a lot. Yeah, which is weird because he was like pretty good for a little bit. Yeah, as a kicker. So I'm curious why he just ended up, you know, moving around the league right at that. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so any interest in Ayuk here? Are you more like Debo Kittle with this before we move on to the night games? No, I think Ayuk has a good game. Yeah, he's been getting a lot more involved lately too, which is fucking finally, dude. Fucking finally, yeah. I think he has a good game. Um, I, I mean, Debo, it's, it's dude, almost impossible nuts. to sit him because of just yeah. what he does with the ball in his hands. Even if the targets aren't entirely there on any given week, K- Kittle's been balling this season back too. Like Debo and Kittle yeah. have been going. Honestly, Kittle coming back has been fucking huge for this team. Like they're off. He's so important. Him. Yeah, his blocking. And as receiving, like they, they just they desperately need him for this offense to work. I think. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, next up we've got the night game of Cleveland at Baltimore. So with this, um, Cleveland is the big one to watch with injury news because they, I believe, are expecting to have uh, Conklin and Hunt back. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- I feel like Conklin's more likely than Hunt if I have to like gauge it but one or both could be bad. Interesting. He is, he has been designated to return. Yeah, from both, IR. I think. Oh, I just uh, saw Kareem Hunt Yes, was. yep, both Yeah, yeah Conklin was, yeah, so they both could be back. And I don't expect Kareem Hunt to play as much, so I still really like Chubb here. And I, you know, a couple of games ago, we talked about broken tackles and certain running backs. Nick Chubb is one of those guys. The Ravens don't tackle well. The so. Chubb has owned the Ravens. Yeah, I know. He, the there's season. been some games that have been garbage because the Browns have just been garbage. But mm-hmm. at any so that is a worry though. So that's why I didn't put him as a banger right away because 
The Browns have been bad. The Browns have been bad the last couple of weeks. That's they, where, that's where they've been bad and they look bad. Yeah. Like, Baker's hurt. That's the thing. Like, I, they, Baker keeps playing, and he's listed with foot, groin, and shoulder. Like, every level of his body is hurting. So, I I think I'm going to pick Baltimore for this one. But their schedule is stupid, because you know who the Browns play next week? Who? They go on a bye week, and then after that, they play the uh, Ravens again. Oh, that's right. I think I saw that. So, that's it is hilarious. Ravens, bye week, Ravens. <laughs> this one's in Baltimore, yeah. So I think they uh, – I, <laughs> I don't want to say they're going to mail it in for this one, but get to the bye week, get some people back, and then, you know, get the Ravens again at home, which I think will be a much closer affair. But I think I am going to lean the Ravens in this. They barely beat the Lions. They barely beat the Lions. The Ravens have been <laughs> weird. Like, they... you know, the Browns barely beat Tim Boyle. Like, yeah. that was horrible. Yeah, the, the Lions just own the oh, oh sorry, almost own the NFC North, the AFC North media. They they almost beat the AFC North. Yeah, the last because the last time we saw Baltimore, Miami was blitzing their pants off. Yep. So I wonder if you know if the Browns try that strategy as well. I feel like the Ravens probably come in a little more prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they were missing Hollywood last time too, which that hurts a lot. Honestly, that that's a that's a big bummer. When you miss your guy who takes the top off the defense. Yeah. So I, I expect Baltimore offense to bounce back here. The Cleveland offense we've seen dominate bad teams and struggle against good teams. Yep. And I think Baltimore's offense, it, you could probably count as good for the most part. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, with, with, with how Mayfield has been playing while hurt lately, I just, I just can't pick the Browns. Um, no. I'll get it. Hold. I might do it for him. I might pick him in two weeks, but this week, um, I'm on the Baltimore yeah. side, yeah. Yeah, Chubb's been, like, the last couple weeks, with, he's been going ham, like, since the Denver games. Or, sorry, since the Detroit games, he's just oh, been yeah. balling out. So, I I think he should get like, he should get the ball a lot here. I don't see why he doesn't. So, I say Kareem will be back, but I don't think it'll be the usual split. Because usually, I'll, I'll look up the snap counts for it, but usually it's, you know, I don't know if it's quite 50-50, but it's, actually, I guess it's close to 50-50, yeah. So, sometimes 60-40, but I, I think it'll be more like 70-30. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I have Hunt in a few leagues, and I'm probably not going to play him just because I think he just came off of IR. You have the bye uh-huh. week next week. Let him get some rust off, but don't put him in that much. Yeah, honestly, that that's probably makes sense. This is like a, okay, test it out before the bye week kind of thing. Right. So... I'm my one banger I've written down has been Lamar, and that's the only guy I feel like super confident <laughs> in. Um, I guess Mandrews. We've talked about middle of the field versus the Browns a lot, right? Um, I'm gonna say I think Mandrews and Landry are both in play. I don't particularly love either of them for you know DFS options, but if you have them on your fantasy team, you'll probably get you like ten points. Yeah, and so I think like with the Browns, we've talked about like the alpha receivers beating them. I don't think the Ravens really have that. I guess it is just Andrews, but... Uh, hey, maybe Bateman, you know? Yeah. Like, One day. Maybe soon. Maybe not yet, but... Yeah. But... Yeah, it's in like Because I, I think Hollywood's going to play, right? I assume so. I think so? He's been, so he he's is, been limited yeah, in practice this week, so... He might not play. There's a chance he doesn't. If he doesn't, does that flip it at all for you, or would you still lean Baltimore? Oh, still lean Baltimore. Yeah. I think... Yeah, having Sammy present and having Bateman especially is enough for them probably. But next up, we've got Seattle at Washington. 
We both have Seattle. I put question mark. I don't feel confident about it. Actually, so this game is... Okay, this is a wild one for Vegas. So it started out 48 over under. Okay. Seattle favored by three and a half. It has now okay. changed to 46 and a half over under with Washington in favor by one. Wow. Okay, yeah, so... people just don't have faith in Pete. It, well, they shouldn't because Pete <laughs> Carroll's the most overrated coach in the league. Um, <laughs> here's my problem. If you ask a Washington football team fan who their least favorite team is, they're going to say Dallas. But if you ask them their second least favorite team, it's Seattle. Because every fucking time these two teams play each other, it's in the playoffs and Seattle wins. And Washington hates them. (laughs) And I just get the feeling that Russ has shaken off a little bit of rust and a... I do think that this might be a Russ's back week. I could see that. It's prime time. It's prime time Russ night. It's nothing against Washington. I just think it might be prime time Russ night. Um, his all his receivers are still healthy. They've just been having poo poo game planning and scheming. So <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm on the I, Russ DK Lockett game. I hope so, man. I really hope so. It's like they need to get it back on track. I don't know like what the fuck they're doing, but. <laughs> Like, the Washington defense has been rough. Their secondary has been really beatable. Yep. And they don't have Chase Young anymore. Yeah. Like, so Russ should have some time. Yep. I mean, DK should just have himself a hell of a game, right? That's where I'm at. I'm really on the Russ-DK stack. Uh-huh. I So, this is one of those things where I think this game is going to be gross for, like, 2.7 quarters. And then the teams are going to, like, <laughs> start, you know... One team, the team that's behind is going to score. That's just to start going back and forth like bonkers, like for that last quarter. Yep. Yeah, so. I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, and Terry McLaurin should have an awesome game. He should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seattle secondary has been pretty bad. Pretty uh, bad. <laughs> and Terry's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, Seattle's gotten really good play out of their front seven this year, mm-hmm. especially these last like four-ish games, like the last month or so. They've gotten some really good play out of that front seven. That's been kind of holding their defense up. But Washington's line's been actually pretty good. And Taylor Heineke's mobile. So, like, I think they can take advantage of the Seattle defense. I'm I'm hoping. Is Ricky Seals-Jones going to be back? Uh, I don't know, uh, but I think Logan Thomas is supposed to be back. The, the main guy. <laughs> really? Yeah, Logan Thomas, I think, is expected to play. Oh, wow. He and Curtis Samuel got activated. Uh oh, um, so yeah, they they both been designated to return. Um, hey, if Washington gets some guys back, I might flip my pick here. Yeah, like so. Yeah, so Logan Thomas is practicing this week. I think Curtis Samuel's practicing this week. I'm not sure how if they're going to be activated yet. I should say so. You know, fix my wording. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you feel about Antonio Gibson here? I do want to ask that. I feel pretty good because um, he's been having like some pretty solid weeks in a row. Like, at, like his his issue was like. He was just obviously banged up, and right. so made it tough. The problem is he is dealing with some injuries. He has a shin problem, and it's not just like a shin bruise. It's a fracture that he's yeah, playing like through. Splints, yeah. He has a stress fracture. Um, yeah. So they've yeah. been getting these other guys in there as well. If I'm calling it if Gibson leaves the game, Jarrett Patterson is going to be a banger because he's starting to get used a little bit more. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Especially with Gibson getting some in, some injuries, McKissick's also not a hundred percent. 
I think you're going to see Jared Patterson. I think it's a good matchup for him to put a stamp, his stamp on the NFL. Yeah, kind of be like, hi. Because he, he had a really good preseason. So he did. I'm, he, I'm here kinda, for it. Yeah. And like in these primetime games, some, like some I don't want to say rando, but someone you don't expect always kind of like shows up like and gets people talking about it. Like, I see that being this game here. Uh, yep. I will say Gibson, since the bye, has been, has been a lot better. You know, fantasy-wise, and he's looked a little better that week off. Because with, with shin splints or anything like that, you're, any pain-based thing you're going to play through that's, you know, slowing you down, getting that extra to recover is huge. Like, mm-hmm. so, he had a solid game against Tampa, at least touchdown-wise, and then got some good yards going against Carolina. Like, I could see him continuing that against Seattle right here as well, though. Because Seattle's run has been unexpected. Well, yeah, because they're completely misusing Jamal Adams. I, yeah. I see so much just shitting on Adams because, you know, like, oh, he got his second pick ever. That guy sucks. I'm like, oh, he's a box safety, and they're using him in a completely wrong way. Yeah. The way – so the Raiders <laughs> kind of finally figured out what to do with Abrams, and I'm like, hey, Seattle, like, you <laughs> know, maybe, maybe, maybe take a look at that. <laughs> right. They also had – three years of tape on Adams with the Jets doing everything. So, like, yeah. there, there's really no excuse for him not to be doing well. He is a good player. He has uh-huh. really good instincts. I have no problem with Adams. And I honestly, if he got another pick this game, it wouldn't surprise me because of where he'll be on the defense in this game against Heineke. Um, but, yeah, this, I, this is an interesting game. There's a lot of hate in this game. So, um, you know, Washington might get chippy there. Yeah, I think this will be this will, this will be this will be one of those games kind of like sim, maybe similar to the Pittsburgh Chargers one where like Chargers were rolling and we're like uh, and then all of a sudden like mm-hmm. shit happened like shit that's happened. gonna be kind of on those lines. Uh, so before we close out, I do want to ask you, you know, to Jamal Adams, is there if if he weren't on Seattle, where would what team would you want to see Jamal Adams on? Obviously aside from the Jets too. Like, uh, where, the where Cowboys. Oh yeah, I could see that. Um, I think the Cowboys are a big one for me i think he would help a lot on the packers as well Uh uh-huh i think think dan quinn would love to have like him and parsons that would be a very fun combo yeah that's probably my number one place i like that a lot if he was on the cowboys i think their defense would be a lot scarier Uh uh-huh because that's what jamal adams does is he kind of fills in for positions on the defense that aren't you know, either playing well or sort of like the weak points of the defense, he makes up for that. Uh-huh. When you're on a defense with a billion bad holes, then he you can't do everything, even though I, he did kind of do that for the Jets. I think he would really help out a couple of those NFC teams uh, in particular. Yeah, I'm thinking about because I feel like Jamal Adams, like, is probably like ideal on a team with like at least a decent secondary. But yes. Like, if you have some good corner play. So, I'm trying to think who has the best corners this year. Like, I think I mean, he would do well on the Broncos, too, for that reason. I can reason. see that, yeah. But, <laughs> oh, I just want to ask you that before we close out. I'm like, well, how do we see Jamal Adams used? But, uh, <laughs> anyway, that wraps up our Week 12 preview. Week 12 already. Um, hopefully, we get some, some more picks right this week. I know last week was a little little rough for us, some weird games. But, I think we got some good uh, good dissecting done here. Yeah. Again, only, only 12 Actually, I guess I guess we could count fifteen because we had our Thanksgiving picks as well. We put in, but I will, it's different when we just put them in versus when we actually like talk through them because we kind of get, you know, firmer on where we're at or like if we're undecided, we can usually talk through it and make our picks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're st- I think we're still both undecided on Sanford, Minnesota. That one might be up, up to the wire. Yeah. Uh, so TBDB there. 
But uh, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I think we've got our picks in. But uh, thank you all for tuning in. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at Mozzie and Muscle. And on the internet at mozzieandthemuscle.com. We hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, and we will see you all soon.